This is Garrison Hardy with your Cross Politic Daily News Brief for Tuesday, October 18th, 2022. I'm back at it, ladies and gentlemen. We got Tad sick last week, and which threw off, of course, our daily news brief schedule. But we're good to go this week. And before I dive into the news, Classical Conversation supports homeschooling parents by cultivating the love of learning through a Christian worldview in fellowship with other families. They provide a classical Christ-centered curriculum, local like-minded communities across the United States and in several countries, and they train parents who are striving to be great classical educators in the home. For more information and to get connected, please visit their website at classicalconversations.com. Again, that's classicalconversations.com. Now, let's get to the news. Kanye West to buy Parler to cement its un cancelable status protect conservative views billionaire musician kanye west is buying parlor the free speech championing social media app that rose to prominence amid allegations that rival twitter was suppressing conservative voices parlor which bills itself as the world's pioneering uncancelable free speech platform announced the purchase agreement in principle in a press release on october 17th the same day that west joined the service Quote, in a world where conservative opinions are considered to be controversial, we have to make sure we have the right to freely express ourselves. West, who has legally changed his name to Yee, I'm pretty sure that's what it says. Yeet. Is that what the kids are saying these days? Ah, jeez. Uh, said in a statement. Parler has not disclosed how much West will pay for the platform, nor whether the purchase will yield any policy changes with the deal expected to close by year's end. The proposed acquisition will assure Parler a future role in creating an uncancelable ecosystem where all voices are welcome, Parler said in a statement. George Farmer, the CEO of Parliament Technologies, the parent company of Parler, welcomed West's involvement in the platform. This deal will change the world and change the way the world thinks about free speech, Farmer said in a statement. The development comes after West has recently locked, was was recently locked out of his Instagram and Twitter accounts after making posts alleged to be anti-Semitic. Elsewhere, defund the police councilwoman begged Seattle police for protection after poop was thrown at her house. Kashama Sawant, the Seattle City Council member who led the charge to defund the police department, is now requesting police to protect her home in response to repeated scatological vandalism. Sources told the Post Millennial that over the past month, someone has been throwing human feces at the Marxist council member's home. According to the source, the Seattle Police Department responded and took a report, and the council member is now requesting a permanent patrol presence monitoring her place from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. every day day. This is not the first time the radical council member has asked for police protection. In December 2020, following the riots that rocked the city in the wake of the death of George Floyd, Sawant demanded police protection in response to threats. However, it was later revealed that Sawant had used the threats for publicity before contacting the Seattle police. Sawant was one of the most vocal members of the defund police movement in Seattle, which led to hundreds of officers leaving the force. Following the defunding movement, crime skyrocketed, and the city is on track to beat last year's record high numbers of homicides. Rapes and assaults have also spiked. 911 response times have steadily climbed, and many residents have reported being placed on hold. During the 2020 riots, Salant used her key to let protesters into Seattle City Hall after hours so the mob could occupy the building 
which was also closed to the public due to the pandemic. Sawant also led a group of rioters during the deadly Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone in the council members' district to the home of then-Mayor Jenny Durkin, the location of which was protected under the confidentiality laws from her time as a U.S. attorney. The rioters vandalized the house during the stunt. In addition to Sawant supporting the deadly occupation of six blocks of Seattle, her staff set up tents inside the zone to collect signatures for a ballot initiative. Sawant's office was not available for comment. Elsewhere, a Navy veteran showed up for jury duty. The judge sent him to jail for not wearing a mask. Yes, this is a real headline. I thought we were done with this. Apparently not. This is from Daily Wire. A North Carolina Superior Court judge ordered a prospective juror to spend 24 hours in jail after he refused to wear a mask in the courtroom. Judge Charles Gilchrist is the only judge in the courthouse who enforces a mask mandate after North Carolina Democratic Governor Roy Cooper lifted a statewide mask mandate for most indoor settings over a year ago. Gilchrist found 47-year-old Gregory Hahn of Harnett County in contempt of court for his refusal to follow the judge's mask order, WRAL News reported. Quote, the irony of all this is the judge was talking to me without a mask, said Han, a Navy veteran who reportedly served on the president's honor guard at Arlington National Cemetery. He continued, if safety was such a concern, I go to jail with no mask requirements for inmates, end quote. Clerk of Superior Court Renee Winton said in a statement that each of the prospective jurors were told of Gilchrist's mask rule when they checked in, and the court provided them with masks if they did not have one. But Han said he was not made aware of the mandate, and it was not listed on Han's court summons. The courthouse does not have any signs that the state that state masks are required. Clerk of Superior Court Renee Whittington said in a statement that each of the prospective jurors were told by Gilchrist's mask rule when they checked in, and the court provided them with masks if they did not have one. But Han said he was not made aware of the mandate, and it was not listed on Han's court summons. The courthouse does not have any signs that state masks are required. A joint order by Harnett and Lee counties from March stated that masks are optional in hallways, foyers, restrooms, meeting rooms, and similar areas, but the order allowed presiding judges to decide whether they wanted a mask mandate in the courtroom. The Navy veteran and single father said Gilchrist asked him twice if he was refusing to wear a mask, and Han said he was. The judge then reportedly ordered Han to spend 24 hours in jail, and he was handcuffed and taken away minutes later. Han said he asked Gilchrist if he could call his son, who was at home, but the judge refused his request. Elsewhere, let's go to California. Los Angeles, millions of people in governor, government offices, buildings, and schools throughout Los Angeles County this week will stop everything for a minute up to drop cover and hold on during a statewide earthquake preparedness drill now in its 14th year the great california shakeout of 2022 is scheduled for 10:20 a.m. october 20th quote what do we do to prepare now before this big earthquake we'll determine how well we can survive and recover according to a statement posted on shakeout.org great shakeout earthquake drills are annual opportunities to learn and practice earthquake safety with millions of people The ShakeOut website indicated that 9.2 million Californians are slated to participate in the drill during last year's event, about 7.6 million statewide registered to take part. The first drill was held in 2008. 
In Los Angeles County, more than 3.2 million people have registered for this week's drill. Municipalities whose local government employees will be involved include Los Angeles, Long Beach, Pasadena, Burbank, and Santa Santa Clarita. Multiple Los Angeles city and county agencies are also signed up, including Metrolink and Metro, the Los Angeles Police and Fire Departments, the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department, Los Angeles Public Libraries, and the City Departments of Recreation and Parks, Housing, Aging, and General Services. Most Los Angeles area community colleges and universities will be participating, including Los Angeles Community College District, Santa Monica College, Pasadena City College, UCLA, and USC. And majority of the county's kindergarten through 12th grade school districts, along with private and charter schools, will have students and staff participating. According to ShakeOut.org, the objective is to emphasize precautions during a 7.8 magnitude or larger earthquake along the southernmost portion of the San Andreas Fault. The drill in 2019 came just over three months after the early July July quakes that struck Ridgecrest. The 6.4 and 7.1 magnitude shakes caused a significant amount of damage to roads and structures in the hamlet, which lies just south of the China Lake Naval Air Weapons Station. Californians should be prepared to be self-sufficient for 72 hours following a major disaster. That includes having a first aid kit, medications, food, and enough water for each member of a household to drink one gallon per day, according to the local and state officials. Homeowners and renters should also know how to turn off the gas in their residences in case of leaks. Just a side note here. Uh, I'm skeptical of that 72-hour, be self-sufficient for 72 hours following the disaster, uh, considering that you're not even allowed to have your AC set to a certain temperature uh, in California. They've got great government down there from what I've been told. Let's talk about Red Balloon. Not so long ago, the American dream was alive and well. Employees who worked hard were rewarded, and employers looked for people who could do the job, not for people who had the right political views. Redballoon.work is a job site designed to get us back to what made American businesses successful. Free speech, hard work, and having fun. If you are a free speech employer who wants to hire employees who focus on their work and not identity politics, then post a job on Red Balloon. If you are an employee who is being censored at work or is being forced to comply with the current zeitgeist, post your resume on Red Balloon and look for a new job. Redballoon.work, the job site where free speech is still alive. Now, it's time for my favorite topic, sports. So this happened over the weekend. From 50, Rikers kick on the way, pushed it to the right, no good. And then Hooker looking to throw. Scanning things, throwing, and complete. And he got it to Ramel Keaton again. First down midfield. Hendon Hooker can't take a sack. Double clutches, throws. It is caught. Did they get the timeout? Brew McCoy. Yes. Down, there's two seconds left. From 40. On the way, a knuckleball. He got it! That was one of the best college football games in recent memory for me as number six Tennessee took down number three Bama 52 to 49 as the clock hit zero with that game winning field goal. And then one of the goalposts ended up in the river. 
That's the kind of football game that I'm looking for, folks. And hey, when Alabama loses, America wins. Also, from the West Coast, how about this game? For two in the lead. Rising up the middle. He's in! Utah leads! Caleb Williams sees the pressure. Has to bail. Has to throw it quickly. When will it land? When will it land? Incomplete. Utah wins. How can you not be romantic about college football? Utah took down the seventh-ranked and undefeated USC Trojans 43-42. to Apologies to friend of the show, David Bonson, who uh, was pretty... Uh, he critiqued the, the officiating in that game. And, hey, I totally get it. Pac-12 refs are at it again. Those were the two best games of the season thus far in my book, and both on the same weekend, no less. Well, how about some other scores? Number five, Clemson defeated Florida State 34-28. to uh, Not bad for the Seminoles, keeping with them. Number four, Michigan defeated number 10, Penn State, 41-17. to That was Penn State's first loss, and man, Jim Harbaugh has Michigan looking good. Number eight, TCU defeated Oklahoma State, who was number 11, 43-40. And oh, by the way, both of those teams were undefeated in that game. <laughs> Another great game. Just a lot of good college football over this weekend. Tons of undefeated teams came tumbling down on this one. Lastly, let's check in on baseball. The Padres sent the Dodgers home packing after their Saturday win. They won the series three games to one. The Astros advanced after sweeping the Mariners. Shocker. Uh, the Phillies defeated the Braves 8-3 to to win the series three games to one. And the Yankees and the Indians, yeah, Indians, not Guardians, Indians. They're tied at two games apiece after the Yankees won 4-2 to on Sunday. And that's your update in sports. This has been your Cross Politic Daily News Brief. If you like the show, go ahead and hit that share button for me down below. If you want to sign up for a conference, which registration isn't up yet, but stay tuned. Uh, if you want to sign up for next year's conference, if you want to sign up for a magazine, or if you want to sign up for a club membership, head on over to fightlaughfeast.com. You can do all of that at that site. And as always, if you've got a news story for me, if you want to ask about our conferences, or if you just want to talk about a corporate partnership with CrossPolitik, email me at garrison at fightlaughfeast.com. For CrossPolitik News, I'm Garrison Hardy. Have a great rest of your day, and more to Yes.